This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, Quinn Amorum. Whatever your goal is, if it's to generate leads, sell products, send more emails, click funnels, can give you everything you need to market, sell, and deliver your products or services online. All of this without having to hire or rely on a tech team. So if you want to try it for two weeks, 100% for free, go to failfastpodcast.com forward slash click. That's it. I'll say it again. The link is failfastpodcast.com forward slash click. Welcome everyone. Today we have a special guest directly from Huntington Beach, California. We have Jonathan Hawkins, who is the CEO of the Hashtag Agent. He was also ranked at one point top 1% of real estate brokers in the whole country. Jonathan is a sought-after keynote speaker, and he's also been featured in publications like Inc., Wall Street Journal, Inman, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Thrive Global. Like, man, the list keeps on going. Prior to real estate, Jonathan served as a military intelligence officer. I even got a stutter there. Jonathan, how's it going? It's going great. How are you doing? Very good. So you got me stuttering there. What, <laughs> what's a military intelligence officer? Um, well, there's tons of different fields in intelligence, uh, but an intelligence officer is one who collects data, interprets data, uh, and then, uh, you know, design specific strategies around that. So there's counterintelligence, there's you know, signal, there's, there's tons of different things, but it's essentially one who uh, extracts information from people. Oh man, wow. So it is actually from people, I, I assumed it was gonna be kind of extract information from technology, computers and stuff, but you actually extract it from people. Uh, well, there's, there's a multitude. So yeah, there's people, there's, there's a, uh, technology, there's uh, human intelligence, there's tons of different things uh, as far as intelligence from the broad sense is concerned. Um, that's what the intelligence field does. That's so cool. Can you, you can use those techniques in sales, of course, right? Well, that's exactly what I've done and that's exactly <laughs> what I do. <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that right away. So, Tell me all about yourself and what's your background and how you got started. Yeah, so like you said, I was a real estate broker. Then also uh, prior to that, I was in the military. And uh, the way that I got started doing what I'm doing now is actually uh, right out of high school, I was uh, chosen to go to the Naval Academy, but decided um, and had a unique opportunity to go through a specialized program in the Army to become an intelligence officer. Uh, I did that and was commissioned at the age of 19, which was the youngest officer in the intelligence field in the Army. And uh, I had a unique opportunity to come back home to Southern California uh, because I was sought after to get a degree in Islamic studies and Arabic. And so I did that and came out to UCLA. And while I was there, I was introduced uh, to a phenomenal individual who introduced me into real estate. And that's kind of you know how my real estate uh, interests started to peak, and uh, I did a few things uh, not on my own initially. I 
I worked with some of the short sales and uh, foreclosures and bankruptcies and uh, ended up working at a residential real estate office before opening up my own brokerage. And I uh, got rid of that in uh, December of last year. So then that way, uh, my total and complete focus uh, is on what I'm doing now, which is training, coaching, and speaking. And specifically, it's based on the real estate industry. And it's using, like, like you said, using uh, intelligence and using some of the things that I've learned uh, and that I've done uh, to kind of shape the marketing messages that people have. And that's what I'm doing now. So I, you know, I've always been somebody that wants to give back. And in 2011, President Obama gave me the Call to Service Award uh, for volunteerism. And, you know, I, I got caught up in success and accolades and whatnot as a real estate broker. And uh, for me, it was all about helping others. And I felt like the real estate community had a need, uh, especially as disruptors came into the market uh, to get rid of them. There was a need uh, to, you know, to have a voice and to, to really be able to express that voice, not only uh, to combat disruptors, but then also to um, help leverage uh, their own business and their lives as well. Man, man, that's so exciting. And you just skimmed over something there as if it wasn't a big deal, but you got <laughs> a presidential award from, from Obama as a call to service. Can you explain kind of what that is? Yeah, it's called the Presidential Call to Service Award. It's based off of X amount of hours. They have kind of different tiers, and the, the top one uh, should you earn it is the presidential award, um, which is something that you know you, you get an award, you uh, you get recognized and whatnot. But uh, I was featured in a few different publication, a newspaper publication for it, and uh, even in the newspaper they said, you know, most people that are doing this much of uh, uh, philanthropic work, uh, volunteerism, uh, whatever it is that you want to call it. They're not after and they're not seeking any acknowledgement or recognition. Um, so it actually came as a surprise uh, mm -hmm. when I was awarded the award. And actually an Army general was the one who came to meet me and tell me about it and present the award on behalf of the president. Um, so it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. And, and like I tell people around me today is that was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me uh, because you know, I'm always, and I've always been about helping others. And I think after, uh, you know, getting into real estate and, and, and doing that thing, it, it started get, you know, drifting me away from what I was passionate about, which is helping others. And, uh, you know, that's what, that's what I firmly believe I do now. Oh, wow. wow. So before we get into the hashtag agent, because I want to know all about that, uh, well, well, we have proof here that you know what you're doing because at one point you were the top 1% real estate brokers in the country. So first, uh, can you explain for, because there's going to be a ton of people uh, that may not even know, what's the job of a real estate broker? <laughs> uh career counselor, uh, <laughs> financial planner, uh, therapist, babysitter, uh, anything that you want to name, it's probably uh, thrown at a real estate broker. Uh, essentially, a real estate broker is there to guide someone buying and selling a house, but 
through the mix, you're mm-hmm. introduced and become part of uh, somebody's family and somebody's uh, journey and being one of, if not the most significant investment that somebody's going to make in their life, that uh, adds a lot of stress, lots, lots of anxiety. Um, it's it's yeah. nothing is the same. It's an, an eclectic mix and uh, you have to have really tough skin and a lot of people, it, you know, they're not cut out for it because a real estate broker is not what most people think they are. A real estate broker is not one who uh, doesn't work. They're not one who uh, makes their own schedule and is on vacation, you know, 300 days of the year. They're the ones that are out there uh, working very hard for their clients. They're the ones that are, you know, doing the right things to uh, not only help themselves, but help uh, other people and put their needs first and, and, and set up that family or those people, you know, for success, not only for the now, but also for uh, their future, because uh, it's, it is a huge investment. So I, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, it does. I'm guessing if there was a list of things that you could go in at the bottom and see, check all of the above, right? <laughs> Definitely. You said it's not easy and there's a bunch of work to do. That means that every phone call you, you would get at the time did not mean you sold a $6 million house with every phone call, right? <laughs> no, not, not even close, unfortunately. And the most, most of the calls that you got were actually not from, not from uh, leads reaching out as much as they were people trying to uh, sell you on a somewhat of a referral and you, you, your, your phone was constantly ringing from people uh, that were spamming you with uh, other different messages. Hmm. So why did you go from there into training and speaking? I, it, it, it really was just a natural transition for, for me. Uh, probably about a year ago, um, I started connecting and reaching out and trying to grow a real estate agent referral network across the country. And you know those agents that I connected with uh, were intrigued by some of the things that I was doing uh, through social media and through just digital marketing in general, uh, which led me to help them and want to help them and want to, you know, put things together. And, uh, you know, I say that I want to help people uh, create a business in life that they love. So when it came from a marketing standpoint, when it came from a social media standpoint, uh, you know, Jonathan is not interested or fascinated on followers and likes as much as he is you know, helping somebody grow their business and helping them have a better life because, you know, at the end of the day, the followers and the likes are not going to follow you to the grave. So I'm not really caught up in that. Uh, but really it just came naturally with, uh, you know, just people reaching out, me uh, a- asking and answering questions. And then uh, I actually started a podcast and, you know, from there came a Facebook you know group, which is now a, a private group with over 1200 people in it. And, uh, you know, that led to, you know, we want more of this. We want more of this. You know, could you put together a program for us? Uh, and at the time, I wasn't interested because I had my real estate brokerage. And, um, you know, I just didn't have the time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I had the time to do it, do it all, I would. But, you know, in order to have that business and life that you love, you know, you have to really uh, get clear on what it is that you can do and what you want to do. And for me, and I think that you could probably hear it or at least see it is that, you know, when I start talking about how I can help somebody or how I can, uh, you know, impact their lives, you know, I start lighting up like a Christmas tree because I think that it's a unique opportunity that I have that it's not taken advantage of. And it's, it's really a blessing. And I'm truly grateful to, to do, uh, 
to do just that, which is to, to help people. And so this was an avenue for me to connect with more people, to grow with more people, uh, and then have those people, you know, continue to grow and whatnot. So that's why uh, it was just a, you know, seamless transition. Nice. So there's uh, the hashtag agent is a social media training company. And there are, like we all know, there are several social media training companies out there. What sets you apart from the others? Um, that's a great question. What sets us apart is, first off, we're very clear on who we are for. Uh, and therefore, um, without saying it, people know who we're not for. So we're specific to the real estate industry. Uh, and again, we're specific to people that want to grow their business and their life. And you know, we, we want to teach all of the different and cool uh, updates and features in ways that you can utilize and leverage social media. Um, but I'm more interested in on how it can impact your life. And so that, that brings mindset into consideration. That brings uh, me discussing and talking about how the brain works and, you know, how you can shape marketing messages. Um, and I think as far as the social media aspect of it, there's phenomenal companies, like you said, that are doing social uh, specific to the real estate industry, not that many. And then even with those, I think that not only are they doing social, but they're doing you know, prospecting and cold calling and all these different things. Again, it's not a bad thing. It's just that's what's different about us is that we've stayed in our lane of specifically social media training for the real estate industry. That's perfect. So for example, when now there's digital marketing agencies coming up every single day and they're all trained kind of by the same courses. So every, everyone that starts up starts by targeting the, the people that have a bigger customer uh, lifetime value, like dentists, uh, chiropractors, and real estate brokers. Meaning that a lot of the marketing agencies are targeting the, the same traffic that you are, but for a different reason. Does that mean that your, your lead generation uh, to get people into your hashtag agent is higher. You're competing against these uh, marketing agencies. Not at all. I'm, I'm I'm actually a proponent of you know if you're outsourcing your ads or you're outsourcing your marketing, um, I look at that as outsourcing your voice and outsourcing your story. And so I'm a huge proponent on gaining that back and. Uh, you know, being able to storytell and I, uh, you know, I have any agent or anybody that is with us uh, create four pillars and those four pillars are the foundation in which their marketing is built upon. Uh, and it's their personal pillar, their brand pillar, the community, and then their industry. So for us, it's real estate. And I think, you know, for a lot of the other companies out there that are competing for agents or competing for clients to, to run their, their platforms, I'm saying, hey, you can definitely do that, but also know that you know, you're outsourcing your voice, you're outsourcing your story. If somebody sees an ad come up from their company about you, they see their branding, they see their picture, they see their colors, they see what they think your message would be like, and nobody's gonna know your story better than you. So. Uh, in, in today's reality, you know, uh, John Cheplak was on my podcast and he talked about it, you know, with, with reality TV being so uh, prevalent and with people wanting to know about people and wanting to know, you know, what they're doing, you know, outside of work and how their family is and whatnot. And they want to kind of 
fit themselves into that story, uh, it only makes more sense to gain control and learn how to do not everything. I don't, I don't expect, nor do I personally believe that I, you know, I'm an expert or a guru, but there are things that you can do to leverage yourself, to leverage your story. So then that way you're attracting clients that want to work with you uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, going out there and, and doing the cold calling and doing this, you know, cold lead generation that quite honestly just takes too long, uh, at least in my eyes, because, you know, that's something that just doesn't excite me. I don't get up each day excited to make a thousand cold calls. Now, there are phenomenal people that, you know, they're masters at cold calling and they come to me and they say, we want to be a master at social. And I go, Hey, if you're a master at cold calling, just stick with cold calling. Like if that's working for you and your business is good to go and your life is good to go, like don't, don't, you know, just throw that away. So really, really, you know, to answer your question and kind of bring it around, um, I don't, I really don't see us competing with, with anybody as far as, uh, you know, trying to get new clients. Cause I think that, uh, and I know that all of our clients are organic clients that have been, uh, referred by somebody or they're in our group or quite honestly, you know, they've already received so much free information that when they come mm -hmm. here uh, and they want to pay for a, a membership, it's like, look, what I have to do over the course of a year is probably generate you a half of a client to pay for this entire year. So if I have to do that, then I think that, and I think that I can, and I think that our team can, um, you know, our, our, we don't have any ads out there for, for you to sign up for any program. You're not going to find us, you know, uh, on, a, on, a, on a Google ads campaign talking about us. What you are going to see on Google ads and what you are going to see as far as our branding is concerned is me talking with individuals like yourself, um, trying to figure ways out that we can help more people. And if I figure out any ways that I can help more people, we create video, we create content based off that. And then we try to spread the word. Hey, if this is what's working, let's spread the word. If this is what can help people, let's spread that word. So that's the words that we spread. Jonathan, is it, my personal opinion is that you are on the perfect track. I've, I've been there years ago. I was working for a company. We were doing about 90 million per year. And I was on, in sales. And I always used to say, uh, we need to focus more on existing clients but that was not our target. Our target was only the cold clients, clients that we had never dealt with before. And I saw one of your videos, you were talking about something that really relates to me, was first take care of the people that already love you and that are commenting on your stuff and then leaving likes on your stuff because those are the ones that are already love your brand or your company, right? Yeah. So if you can focus on those, you're not losing customers, so you don't have to always go after new ones. And a lot of people don't see that, but I'm, I'm glad you do. So we focus on what you have first, and then organically, even those bring more to you because they love your brand, your company, your, your person, right? Definitely, yeah. You definitely want to put them first, uh, and you want to over-deliver on the value. And you want to, you know, when you're thinking about new ideas, um, for yourself or for your company or whatnot, you want to figure out, you know, how do those affect those um, that are current with us, that are, uh, you know, that we're currently working with. And we always want to make sure that we put their message and their voice first and we hear their feedback and we hear what they want and what they don't want. And uh, 
uh, we have to shape our message based off of that. And like you said, there's too many people that are focused on lead generation. But if you go back uh, and look at their databases and pull up their CRMs, they probably have a lot of people in there that, that they just haven't followed up with or they just haven't made the phone call. Or, or they did, but all they asked for was business. They didn't really care about somebody else's life. They, they called them on their birthday, not to wish them a happy birthday, but they actually <laughs> called them to say happy birthday and by the way. Uh, and that's just not the way um, that you're going to create a business in life that you love. You can create a phenomenal business, um, but those people are not going to be your best friends. They're not going to refer you clients. And quite honestly, you're just going to continue that cycle of where's my next, where's my next uh, sell coming from? Where's my next sell coming from? Uh, and that you know, rat race type of uh, mentality is just something that I'm just not interested in. Absolutely. You know, you touched on something. You mentioned CRM there. You know that even if I don't have anything to sell, I have I have uh, potential future clients in the CRM where I add notes, right, and things about I don't know. For example, Jonathan likes his coffee with two cream and no sugar, and I put that in there, and it just may be useful someday, even if I have nothing to sell to Jonathan. Uh, right, my, one day we may meet and I know what coffee to order. That's just, right? So Black. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So what is, um, if I was a client right now of the hashtag agent, what could I expect? What kind of training am I going to get? So I, I do three things. Um, I have an academy. That online academy is somewhere where somebody can log in on demand 24 seven, 365 days a year. They have training that's housed there um, or they can consume it in whichever way they deem best, whether that's written, whether that's visually or whether that's through audio. And um, that's how the academy aspect works. As far as what you can expect is uh, you can expect that I don't think that you're an expert and that everything is perfect. And before you go and uh, you know want to waste money quite honestly on ads and, and more lead generation let's see what you're currently doing let's see you know what your current pillars um, are and if you don't have those like let's go back and let's set things up correctly so then that kind of leads into uh, the second aspect of what I do which is actually consulting one-on-one -on -one and with teams across the country that hire me either uh, to consult just for maybe their team retreat or maybe something specific um, to an event or uh, you know ongoing weekly consulting and then the third aspect is uh, me being a speaker at multiple conferences around the country mm -hmm. which I personally enjoy because it's a way for me to not sell anything it's just a way for me to help more people and you know connect with more people and that's why I just love going to events and being invited to speak as a speaker because you know I'm there not only to deliver my speech for an hour or so you know I'm there to bring value to the audience um, no matter the industry I'm there to to help them and I think that you know if if I can't help them personally I have a message that can help them and if that doesn't then I know of all of these other people like yourself and all the other people that I'm connecting with that are focused on you know helping elevate uh, the business and life of other people so those are kind of the three things that I do so right now you look like somebody that was 
almost born to to speak and be on stage and be super confident uh, were you always like that yes and no so um i you know just a little bit about my history growing up you know i never had a silver spoon raised by a single mom i have three other siblings nothing was ever handed to me uh you know to be considered uh, or to be accepted into any university would have been like that was not on our radar um so as far as as far as speaking and whatnot is concerned you know i just really took it as like a challenge um when in ninth grade you know i was in high school and uh you know they were coming up with presidential elections and whatnot for the student body hmm. uh and everybody uh, already knew who was going to win uh that was probably the first challenge that i took uh really wholeheartedly that hey somebody doesn't believe in me and i need to you know, shape the trajectory of my life. And the way that I'm going to do that is by working hard uh, and proving others wrong. And that's exactly what I did. And I won. Um, and then that kind of led me uh, into different things. I graduated as a valedictorian at the high school. Uh, and then as far as speaking is concerned, you know, I, I never think that I'm a perfect speaker. I know that I'm not a perfect speaker. And uh, for you to say that I'm doing very well, it's just because that i forced myself to do it. So I forced myself to start a podcast. I forced myself to put myself out there to start speaking at events. You know, when I first started talking, I would always talk with a, a sideways mouth and my wife would always go, Hey, you were nervous. And I go, how do you know I was nervous? She's like, your mouth was to the side. And so, you know, now it's, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it, it comes naturally because it doesn't. I've just, I've done it enough times to where I'm not worried about, you know, somebody caring how I look or how I dress because that's who I am. And if, if, if that doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. Uh, I'm only looking for people that are looking for me. And at the end of the day, uh, if I'm too focused on others, then, uh, you know, I'm not providing value to those that, that want the message and I'm not providing value back to my family. So it just, it's, it's been a, it's been a mm. an experience, uh, but it's definitely not something that can happen overnight. I don't think. Yeah, I know. I hear you. You know, I have I have two podcasts, and one of them, for the first about I don't know a hundred episodes, it's it's coming on three hundred now. I super edited all the sound every time I spoke because I didn't like the way I sounded. I didn't like the way I spoke, and I could still hear an accent. And so after I edited everything, you it would hear the podcast. And it sounded like it was Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> so after I heard my own, I'm like, you know what? That, that, that's not me. That's Robocop speaking. So I got to stop this. And uh, I have them pretty much unedited now. The only edit that happens is the sound quality. Nothing gets changed from, right? If, if I screw up something, it's sometimes it's even funny. So just let it go. It's real. Let it go. Yeah. Definitely. No, and, and like I said, that authenticity uh, is what people like. You know, they want to they don't want to see somebody's podcast and think, you know, man, that guy talks so perfectly. I would never be able to do that. So let's just not watch this podcast because, you know, they want to relate it to you and they want to see that. Hey, mm -hmm. you know, this person uh, talks like this. That person wears this. Uh, they make mistakes. They laugh and um, they kind of go off script. And, you know, that's how life is. And so. 
No, I don't, you know, any great podcast out there um, has that natural uh, feeling to it to where you can, you know, put yourself into their story. You can put yourself into the, the things that are being spoken about on that podcast. Uh, you know, nobody listens to a podcast uh, and sits through the whole thing just to critique it. They listen because the message is, is resonating with them. The reason it's resonating with them uh, is because of the way people talk and the way people feel. And that goes back into, you know, how the brain works for you and how um, you do things um, because it was in your brain first, then you actually did it. So me listening to different podcasts, I'm ingraining in my brain the things that I want to learn about, the things that I want to do, the people that I want to be connected with. Uh, and if I can plant that into the unconscious mind, then I can make that reality. You know, for people think that just a miracle is going to happen without actually being, in, you know, intentionally seeking things. It's, could that happen? Yes, but probably the odds are similar to the lottery. And, you know, you have to go out and seek the things that you want and you have to let the people know and let your audience know what you want. And again, if they don't like that, then, it, you know, that's fine. They have their own path and, and, and it's okay to not be, to not be perfect to everyone and, uh, you know, really just speak and, and communicate and discuss with the people that know, like, and trust you. Absolutely. You'll never be able to please everyone. So just uh, stop trying right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say that, uh, uh, you know, nobody is going to, if they see you doing a podcast or they see you on Facebook live or something on their phone and you look the way you look and you sound the way you sound, nobody is going to tell you when you see them in person, Oh my goodness, you look exactly the way, you know, I thought you looked, you know, yeah. they would actually think the opposite. If you're perfect on camera, you're perfect on the phone, then you show up and you're actually 20 years older and you don't look like that picture. Then it's like, wait a minute, is that the person that I was listening to? Or so yeah. <laughs> people are not going to, you know, be oh, surprised. You sound so the smart like. when there's a microphone, right? There's a microphone. You sound so smart, but now, now in person, we, yeah, true. <laughs> Jonathan, what was one of the biggest failures you, you had? Biggest, I think the, probably the biggest failure that I've overcome is just being able to get myself out of a smaller thought process. Mm. So, um, you know, graduating college was great, but hey, that was probably the, the biggest goal that I had you know, probably leading up through my entire life was go to college and graduate. So, you know, I would have forced myself to think bigger, younger, um, in order to have broken through and created breakthroughs organically. And, and I think that, you know, too many people stop themselves from doing what they want and they talk themselves out of what they want um, because they just don't personally believe it's possible. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, growing up, I didn't believe anything that I'm doing now is possible. So I think that would be considered uh, somewhat of a failure, but also somewhat of a, a regret and also just a, a mistake. And, and it's fine. And I think opening up yourself and in, in understanding that, you know, especially in today's world with podcasts and with, uh, with books and with tons of different things and video and whatnot, you can consume a lot of knowledge from a lot of phenomenal people who have done a lot of phenomenal things. And uh, that doesn't mean that you need to be reading a book every single day. Um, but what it means is you need to, you know, 
set time aside to, to, to grow and uh, be intentional about where you see yourself in five years, 10 years, 20 years, and personally believe that it, it can happen. I speak to a lot of people that will tell me their goals, they'll leave and I'll turn to the side and tell somebody that's not gonna happen for them. And they'll say, why? And I said, when they talk, you can personally believe that they don't feel that it's possible. Mm. You know, for some agent to say they wanna sell 100 houses, um, they can sell 100 houses. I know tons of agents that sell 100 houses. Me coming into real estate uh, as a brand new real estate agent, I would have never thought that somebody can actually sell 100 houses. Um, and, and, and so I think that you just have to be able to and, and uh, be receptive to, to larger messages and know that you're only four people away from anybody in the world. So you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. So you're not that far away from anybody. How can you get there? What did they do? What, they, what mistakes did they make? Uh, and learn from that and, and stick to your goal and stick to your plan. I like to bounce around all the time. Um, and I find myself uh, as a failure, uh, you know, and trying to fix that is, hey, make the plan and stick to it. It's not going to be perfect, but stick to it. And people will appreciate that. Hey, he said he was going to do this. It might not be at 100% right now, but we firmly believe it's going to be because Jonathan always does what he says he's going to do. Yeah. You can hear it sometimes when people tell you the way they say it to you. If they say, Jonathan, one day I'll sell 100 homes, then it doesn't sound too convincing. Now, if they say, Jonathan, by 2020, I'll be selling 100 homes per year. That sounds more uh, convinced that they actually believe it. So it may, it may happen. And yeah. And, and like, and like you said, you just have to break it down. Look, if you want to sell a hundred houses, okay, mm -hmm. well, uh, you know, how many, how many appointments do you need to have? How many uh, clients are you getting per appointment? How many uh, cold calls or social media posts or ads or whatever it is that you're doing to generate leads? How many of those do you need to convert? Uh, and if you work backwards, like you, you're pointing out, then yeah, a hundred clients, could mean X amount of phone calls, X amount of letters, X amount of follow-ups, which leads to X amount of appointments, X amount of open houses. And it's like, okay, I know that this is the plan and this is how I'm going to get there. Uh, so yeah, another failure would be not having a plan when I started and, you know, just, you know, just going out and doing what I thought would work. And, um, you know, having a plan is definitely something that I didn't do and that I do now. Um, not only do I have one for the year, but I have one for each quarter, and then I have one for longer um, milestones in my life. And the reason that you want to do that, again, is because you're ingraining your brain now to attract those opportunities. You're ingraining yourself to uh, hear things differently. Uh, you're ingraining yourself to see things differently. Um, and the only way that that happens is by having a plan and believing that the plan is going to happen. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Love it, Jonathan. So what is your mission now and what's your plan? Oh, well, I have a mission statement. and my, The mission statement that we use is our mission uh, is to help real estate professionals create a business and life they love by inspiring monumental transformations. And that mission uh, can mean a lot of things. But for, for me, what it really means is uh, we want to – uh, not we're, we're not here to make you productive. We're not here to teach you something uh, that can't be taught by somebody else. We're not here to um, 
you know, discuss something that nobody else has ever heard of because we don't believe that there's a secret sauce or pill or something that you can take and, and, and have it all happen for you. Unfortunately, that's not the case. But we do believe that we have an opportunity to inspire people to create a plan, inspire people to reach those milestones, to, you know, have those breakthroughs. Um, so that's really my mission is, is to, uh, to inspire monumental transformations with people. And I think that um, if I'm able to do that and uh, the way that I, the, the way that I know that's happening is, you know, some people will say, Hey, you only got X amount of likes or you only have X amount of followers. Um, what they don't see is the direct messages that come in. They don't see the text messages and the emails that come in and say, Hey, Jonathan, look, I'm selling eight houses this month. You know, I, I, last year I sold six houses. Um, you know, I never thought that this was possible. And what I ask um, to somebody that would say that is, you know, great job. You know, how's your life? How's your family? What are you guys doing? Are you, do you guys have vacation plan? Uh, because you, you don't want to get too caught up in, you know, I sold six houses last year and I just did eight this month. And then you start putting away all the family aspects, all the things that actually helped you get there. Um, you know, so that's, that's what our mission is. As, as far as our goals, we have, you know, we have specific numbers that we want to hit that I won't dive into, but you know, our, our main goal is just, you know, uh, impacting people's lives and, and uh, providing the things that they want in an easier way where we know that we're not giving somebody 80%. So they have to come back to us for the additional 20. We're giving them a hundred. So they no longer need us, but then they go out and they talk to other people about us because we did things differently. And we actually, uh, you know, just show them, everything that we do and how everything works. And, you know, there's, there's been tons of people that say that that's the wrong business model, but uh, I firmly believe in, you know, over delivering and giving a hundred percent. And if that person no longer needs my services, then they're probably in a better place than they were. That's what our goal is. Wow. It almost sounds like you are giving your customers each a golden egg goose. Here, you take it, take care of it. This is what they eat. That's fantastic. Jonathan, and all your social media, you have a common hashtag. It is hashtag who you hire truly matters. Why is that so important? So it's my trademark, and I firmly believe that it's important because, and, you, and most people actually only look at it from one way. So on their marketing um, to put who you hire truly matters. That means one thing to the client, but it also means something from the client looking back at you. And uh, I firmly believe that if you believe that you're the best option, then that person should hire you because you can do things that other people cannot. So for me, putting that message out should resonate with somebody that, hey, yes, you can hire somebody, but who you hire truly matters. And these are the results that we're going to get for you. And what it also means is that, um, you know, that, that slogan and, and the way that it kind of picked up for me personally was, you know, allowing people to see that there's a lot of things that we do. Um, and there's a lot of things that agents do. And there's a lot of things that entrepreneurs do. And there's a lot of things that everybody does, but it's just not really documented. So we kind of created this campaign of who you hire truly matters to show all of the different things that we're already doing. So then that way they can create the story of, man, Jonathan is a lot different than everybody else because he does X, Y, Z. 
And it's not necessarily because we did things uh, differently or the other people didn't do it. Uh, we were just the ones that actually showed them what we were doing. And why do most people not want to show what they're doing? Because then they fear that competition is going to do it. That if I tell them how to run the perfect ad, then they can run the perfect ad against me and that's going to hurt me. So again, it goes back to that 80, 20 or 100. And, you know, we firmly believe that we're going to give you everything that we got. If we have a question or something that comes in where we don't believe our answer is the best, we're going to, you know, firmly yeah. just redirect you to the best resource. And I think that's what, uh, you know, if obviously if every industry and every person did that, uh, everything would be a lot better uh, in the world today, but unfortunately it's not. So at least for us, we know that we're doing the right thing um, and, and doing right by people. And you know what? People will feel that uh, you are authentic and you are giving real value. You're not just making stuff up. So uh, these people that are listening and they have this feeling just like I do about you, Jonathan, and if they want to contact you and reach you, how do they find you? Yeah, so you can find us on any social uh, channel by looking up Jonathan Hawkins Official. So there's a, you know, a couple other Jonathan Hawkins out there. So we went yeah. Jonathan Hawkins Official. Uh, and so we made our domain uh, easy as well, jonathanhawkinsofficial.com. Uh, on there, you can also learn my story. You know, I talked a little bit about the military and, and uh, you know, a volunteer and whatnot, but you can also truly understand um, why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and how it can, can help you um, on my website, jonathanhawkinsofficial.com. Perfect. I'll have all of those on the show notes. Uh, the only different one is Twitter where you have Hawkins, Hawkins X. X. Yes, yeah. because Jonathan Hawkins official is too long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jonathan, it was a pleasure. Thank you so Thank much you. for sharing your knowledge and uh, we'll stay in touch. Awesome. Appreciate it. You have a blessed day. Thank you. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.